two star cross lovers two ships passing in the night baby we are back again with another episode of why people like anime featuring john hill ah! and me julie dunham and today we're going to be talking like we do every week about an anime that we just watched <laughs> just cried at and i i didn't cry john did cry <laughs> no, I didn't. Let's get this out of the way right now. We were both we we both just recovered from crying because we just finished this mm, anime movie. Had a had a three minute long hug after. Yeah, you know when a movie makes you just want to hug for like five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> ten minutes. That was this movie. But every week, John and I talk about a new anime that we've never seen before. Two anime lightweights. Noobs. Let's say lightweights. Lightweights. Yeah. Experiencing uh, a lot tourists. of anime all at once. Yeah. <laughs> we're, listen, we're on the boat tour, passing through Anime Canal, and we're about we're about an one one thousandth of the way through. Yeah. It's like a... I feel like anime is a lot like... We're on the boat tour in Anime Ocean. It's like moving say. here to New York where it's like, you know, I, I'm sure I could live here for... 100 years i'm sure i could live here for 100 years i don't think i could ever call myself a new yorker oh i thought you were gonna say you'd never be able to experience all of oh New York. well there's that too but like i i like i i don't i don't feel like i have the you know the right stuff to really call myself like an anime fan yeah you know yeah we talk about this a lot like why like what makes an anime fan were we anime fans as kids and mm. didn't know it? <laughs> were like, we? John's. I think John's got more in, under his belt than I do. Like you were probably like a uh, like a like a green belt, mm. and I was more of a yellow belt. You were like a yeah, maybe even a white belt. Maybe even a white belt. <laughs> Just started karate class. And now, and now we're going. We're going for the triple black belt. What's the highest level in karate? Uh, yeah, I think just. Isn't it just black belt or is it like third degree black belt? Yeah, I think there's levels. There's like degrees to it. I don't know. I never I never did a martial art. I'm here to become an expert. <laughs> I'm here something. to I'm here to get that black belt. But also have a nice time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I felt like the mom in uh Bob's burgers. All right. All right. <laughs> Linda. Yeah, so this week we we watched a lot of anime. In the last series we did, Aji and Demi Human was a little bit of a bust, a little bit of a chore mm. to finish up. So I think we were like, let's let's get something that critically acclaimed, that is top of the list, by top Avenged of the Sevenfold. line, but also but also just a movie that <laughs> we can take a couple days off. <laughs> but I would say this was an excellent movie yeah excellent way better than that Avenged sevenfold song way better did you make an Avenged sevenfold reference just now i, I said well we're going from the the anime that was a bust to something that was critically acclaimed and then i said the Avenged sevenfold song <laughs> okay <laughs> so you would have caught that on your listen i do listen i do Come no it's, it's okay all right, let's talk about this anime that before we do that hasn't won anything actually. What? It hasn't won anything, or I shouldn't say it hasn't won anything. It hasn't won an Oscar. Well, yeah, it hasn't won the big American prize. But yeah. W- but it's won almost everything else. <laughs> I think it's I think it's won every Japanese like award you can throw at it. Rightfully so. This movie was technically it's like. It's uh, like if nice we're judging... Am- nice American-centric worldview, Julie. Sorry. Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk. SMH. I would say it, like, on... Please don't cancel it. <laughs> I, w- I would say if you look up, like, best anime movies, this one shows up above a lot of the, the Ghibli. Mm. The Ghibli films. Yeah. And it's, fr- it's relatively new, too. Yeah. Only came out... 2016, Five right? years ago. Ugh. And... <laughs> yeah, 2016, five years ago. It's weird to think about. Yeah. I still feel like I'm in 2014, 15. I read this thing just now that it was like, because this didn't have the the Studio Ghibli mark on it is why it didn't get any awards in the American audience. That prestige. Because um, didn't Spirited Away get nominated at least, I think? Yeah, I think it won. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, it's not a very. This felt like a very. This felt like an anime movie. It was. You know what I mean. It was definitely a lot. There were highs. There were lows. There were musical interludes. There was a lot of like time lapses. Yeah. Which I think was a big part of the movie, but. I mean, just technically, like, they didn't look like they were drawn at all. They could have just been actual time lapses of this yeah. of oh, all country the, or Yeah, oh, all city. the setting stuff, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean that to say, like, it doesn't... Your name didn't feel like the, the weird sort of in-between Disney-ish product that, like, yeah. all the Ghibli stuff feels like. It's also... Ghibli. It's not dubbed, either. Ghibli. So. Yeah, we did not watch the dub ver. I, I don't know if there is a dub version. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it seems there like probably be. not, but I hope not because yeah, this one I definitely. <laughs> we, we were talking just before we started about like thank God we watched it in subs because it really makes you like focus in on what's happening. Yeah, we weren't like playing Pokemon during the movie. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty present for this one. It was it was very like demanding though. Besides that, like besides the fact that I had to read the subtitles, but like. I was very invested in the story, and it's not told in a linear fashion. Right. Like, it's not like Mitsuo woke up, Mitsuo went to school, Mitsuo went to bed and woke up as a boy. It's like the intro to the whole thing is like very much attached to the ending. And then it yeah. does, and then there's a lot to do with like time skips, especially, you know, getting into it. I don't, I want to definitely put a, big fat spoiler on this that if you have not seen this movie yet it is worth it to watch it before you listen to the episode i think i think we're gonna we should give a soft spoiler warning here before we um and just sort of talk about like kind of the plot and then we'll give a hard spoiler warning later when we sort of reveal you know the the bigger kind of happening or i was just talking yeah i was talking about time jumps and i was like oh like I don't want to give I don't want to give anything away because I think it's it's important to experience a movie without knowing too much about it. Yeah. Like the spoil the kind of spoiler free <laughs> intro to this would be like it's like Japanese Freaky Friday. <laughs> it's anime Freaky Friday. Yeah. It's a little bit of a uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm. A little bit of a uh, you know. It's also fantastic like oh, so yeah. beautiful so well written this is the best thing i've seen all year uh, like this, honestly this is the best fucking thing i've seen all year i don't know what this voice is but <laughs> yeah this, this is the what's best a, this is the best thing i've seen <laughs> you're not if you don't fucking watch this movie you're you're out of your mind this was pure romance too well mm. i would say like part romance a little bit of fantasy sci-fi Le- just a just a just a touch just a touch of fantasy elements which is like perfect i thought it was a little magical i thought it was all it was going to be all uh romance and then like hard switch like it seems like at one point there was a hard switch to to like sci-fi fantasy and uh i was i was like are we going to get back to the romance though um yeah there's uh there's there is a very trippy sequence in the movie yeah and it, it pulls like a the animation uh, sorry go ahead <laughs> i was gonna say like the movie almost pulls like a like a mid movie up intro mm. because it flashes back to one of the characters early life early life and it's like oh fuck yeah it's like really brutal the animation i you you bringing that sequence up was making me just think like the animation switches for that too in in a very like cool way that i've never really seen before but the animation in this movie looks like it took either like ten thousand people or like ten thousand years <laughs> to finish. oh yeah it looked like every single scene was treated in this like very intense way where it felt it in the same way that like spirited away was like nothing was left untouched yeah like there was no scene that was like, oh, this is the, the, the shortcut scene. Right. Yeah. No. It all um, just like such rich animation. To everything. You know. I think it was just. It was just truly like the by far the prettiest anime. Technically, I think we've seen. 
Yeah, so much so that it like didn't even feel like animate sometimes. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like I wasn't even thinking like this is an anime thing. Hmm. Like I was more just invested in the story than thinking about it as an anime. That's fair. But it was because, and I looked it up and there's so many places that are like one-to-one references for places in the movie. Yeah. So it's like the characters, like sometimes when they do that, it feels like here's the backdrop, here's the character. Like they feel very separated from each other. But it's like so ingrained in the into the animation. It's like, yeah, it's the, awesome. The background and the characters are treated like the same way that they're so like embedded in the scenes. Yeah. That it's like, it, it is almost like just watching a movie. Yeah, no, I mean, it's every, all the, all the geography feels very real and, um, yeah, no, and I think it adds a lot to it. Yeah. When we, when we do our maiden trip to glorious Nippon, uh, we, uh, we definitely should do the walking tour, (laughs) the walking your name tour of, uh, Japan. (laughs) Totally. Yeah, it's like the bridge. There's like certain buildings that are featured heavily in the movie. Yeah. But they're all like rendered out so exactly. Yeah. But then like also lighting effects, also like these characters that have like realistic expressions and nothing's ever like completely overdone. But that doesn't mean that there isn't like some great jokes in it. Yeah, the the humor feels really good in the movie. We both LOL'd and we both <laughs> full on cried. <laughs> yeah, we did. Am I did did my millennial just show? What's uh is there is there's no like abbreviation for crying? C M F A O, crying my fucking ass off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna start an abbreviation. <laughs> crying, crying. My in, in this in this uh emoji in this emoji reality where there's no need for uh abbreviations anymore i'm gonna start i'm gonna bring out cmao also little levity and heavy situations as well Mm, yeah yeah the uh you know how to block scenes where it's like you have like a really heavy scene and then you have something that's like kind of sad but like funny yeah at the same time which is like the hardest thing to do i think Mm. like the uh it's like the coffee can in big lebowski yes like there, there, this is yeah exactly there exactly. are a couple moments like that where it's like something like you're you're in like this really sad thing and then like kind of brings you out of it enough and it's like huh yeah this it was like the perfect amount of like kind of trippy you're gonna have to wrap your head around this a little bit ingrained in a story that was like really accessible and relatable i want to say um yeah Maybe just accessible. But I, I think likable. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I like the characters pretty immediately because mm-hmm. it does a good job of of sort of, you know. I so, I mean, like I, I, like if you know if you know what the movie is, basically these yeah like we kind of said earlier like these two characters switch bodies. So like the first part of the movie is like them sort of the sort of initial freak out of being in the other person's body and, and sort of having to do it and then. It's not explained outright like it is in Freaky Friday, though. Yeah. It is, it is a, like, I feel like the biggest complaint that I saw about this movie is, like, sometimes it's hard to know what time period you're in, like, watching a scene, especially towards the end, obviously. But, um... Well, well so... But it's not, like, outright told, like, this is Taki and Mitsuo's body, or... Like, right. you just have to, like, figure out that, like, this has been happening... Based on the characters interacting with their collective groups of people, the um, so I think like the benefit of the the way the movie's set up, where you know you go you go between the two characters' perspectives. I think it does like a good trick where you know I think in like the Freaky Fridays and like a lot of the the other ones, it's you know you're you're sort of you're stuck with the character and the other character's body for the duration of the movie, mm. and so. You kind of, what, what, I think what you kind of lose in like the setup of, of movies like that is that you never really see like the character actually interacting with like their friends and like the people they care about. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, the ability of, you know, what, the power of like, I think this movie is, you know, you get, you get those scenes where it's like, you know, you're with the, 
you're with the character with the friends so you kind of get to see like the dynamics and you know really sort of get like why you know why you want to like these characters and stuff and then you also kind of get the flip side of it where like you know you have mitsua and in, in taki's body you know going to all these cafes and being super stoked about like <laughs> you know trying all these desserts and like the friends are like yeah, all right <laughs> like whatever right. like but yeah it's it's uh it's I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> they're they're also like, they're also like, okay, we need to figure out how to make this work because, like, I feel like in Freaky Friday and other like body switcher movies, it's always like, we need to figure out how to get back to our original bodies. Like, yeah, at at any cost, and like, we're gonna tell our friends about it, and we need to figure this out. But it was like, well. If you're gonna if you're gonna be in my body for a day, you need to tell me what happened the day before. Yeah. Like, try not to spend. Like, don't spend all my money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't don't spend my money. Don't uh don't take a bath. Yeah. Yeah. Don't please, touch your don't touch my boobs. Please don't touch my boobs. <laughs> which is like the first. It's the it's, joke. It's the first thing he does in the movie, and it's like you know, they they kind of they they immediately they immediately just kind of take care of the joke. Yeah. And it, you know, it kind of comes up eventually, but it's like, or like later, but it's like, um, I mean, what would you do if you were in a, oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, that's like, like, what is going on? I mean, that's like, that's like the first, I mean, you know, when I heard about this movie, that was the first thing I thought of was like, are they going to like acknowledge (laughs) boobs? And yeah, that's the fucking first thing they do. And it's like, all right, like now we can get on with the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Every time Taki wakes up in Mitsuo's body. He's just like holding her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, no, the whole setup of them in each other's bodies and trying to figure out how to function in that way, but also like weirdly kind of improving each other's lives. Like Mitsu was able to get the hot girl at Taki's job to go on a date with him and and fix up her skirt because he knows she knows how to embroider and uh Taki's really good at basketball and, and just talking to people and being like popular being confident not yeah, letting being people confident. talk shit yeah knocking shit over it's great it's it's uh i i knew there were going to be sad part like i i knew that the basic outset of the of the movie i knew that a lot of people cried at the movie mm. So I was aware that there's going to be either something sad or touching or whatever. And so I sort of, I kind of went into the movie being like, all right, like, well, fucking make me cry. Like, let's, let's see it. Like, let's see it. <laughs> go like, ahead. like, go ahead. Like, I, I don't make think, I don't day. think, I don't think he can fucking do it. And, you know, they, and it did because the characters are immediately pretty likable and it kind of, mm. it's kind of hard not to like immediately. I feel like mm-hmm. it's, um everything is just like really fun and it's you know the the way everything looks makes it a lot more kind of exciting to follow you, you kind of want to see these characters in different places and just you know kind of more of their world and everything mm-hmm. you know it's 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 great it's like i don't know yeah totally like i'm trying to think of like what what about something like this makes it so like special where even with a language barrier, even with, you know, whatever. And there were some jokes in the movie that were, like, very Japanese-specific that probably would have gone over my head, like, two years ago. Mm. Like, when Mitsu was in Taki's body for the first time, she, like, doesn't know... She, like, messes up the... Like the grammar of things. Oh yeah! Did you catch that? Like, yeah. I, I'm not gonna be able to remember what what it was, but it was like she doesn't call. She doesn't call she doesn't the, the coworker she, senpai. Yeah, right. She doesn't call her coworker senpai, but then she's also like sitting with her with the his friends, and she uses like a term that only like females talking to other males would use, or something like that. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those moments where they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like trying to work through she's like, oh, right. how to speak, how to speak as a, as a boy to other young boys yeah. <laughs> without formality. <laughs> it was like stuff like that still worked for me. Somebody who's got, who has like a basic understanding of like how things kind of work, but a true, not... a true otaku like you. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> also yeah, that noise. That. <laughs> uh. Yeah, like like all, when whenever a character is like surprised or like taken off guard, they're like, uh. <laughs> it's really yeah. funny. It's it's funny every time. The voice actors are all great. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes them seem very real. That's what it is. That's what I was gonna say is that. Even though these, this is like a made of story and everything, it's still, it's, I think, especially with anime or any like non traditional media, it's really hard to make a character feel and like just, yeah, just feel real. Yeah. And I was super invested from the start, just in there, just by being like immediately immersed in those, those worlds. That's kind of the hardest thing at Herb. At least, like, one of the most off-putting things about dubs is that even, like, a good dub voice actor still, it's it's really hard for me to really feel like I'm in the show mm. or, like, I'm really in it. Like, I feel like a lot, like, even, even a really good voice actor kind of takes me out of it a little bit in, like, a dubbed anime. I, I still think that was the biggest problem with Ajin. Like, it just felt like it was supposed to be yeah. better than it was. Like, there was this, like, Gaussian blur over it or something. Yeah, I mean... Um, smog. Yeah, I bet, I bet the, the subversion would be better. I mean, even in that, yeah. you know, like, like the uh, the main character, I thought he had a really good voice actor, but, like... Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there aren't many anime where, like, every character is voiced really well unless, you know unless it's fucking disney uh bankrolling like kirsten dunce and uh <laughs> like what's his name um bankrolling like from from uh snl the the guy who died oh uh chris chris farley no not chris farley um he's what whatever like he he's in jingle all the way he's like the he's like he's ted in jingle all the way oh I can't remember. Oh, these cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Your wife's cook. <laughs> Howard. <laughs> you want me to go get her? She's in the shower. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> yeah. Have yourself some non-alcoholic eggnog. <laughs> you seem stressed. Put those cookies down. <laughs> God, we should we should do a Jingle All the Way. Uh, we should do a podcast where we watch Jingle All the Way every week. For a year, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, fuck. What's when, his, it, when, Phil Hartman? Phil Hartman. Thank you. Yeah. Where, like, what point were you making? I was going to say two, like the other um, voice unless, actors. Unless it's like a <laughs> unless it's like a, a high budget thing like that where the company is really getting Invested. big voice talent to voice these characters. I think there's a lot of. Um, there's just inevitably going to be like one or two voice actors or actresses that are just like kind of bad and it kind of takes, mm. it kind of brings down the, uh, the overall thing. I mean, there's or, some, or they're reaching or they're reaching or they're, or they're not playing it with enough, um, enough kind of subtlety. And so like, mm. you know, I, I, I think when you watch like an anime, like, like something like this is, you know, if it's like really good. I think the best way to watch it probably is with the sub. Yeah. Just because it's it's going to feel a little more real. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It just feels like it makes a lot more sense this way, too. Yeah. The emotions are on point. To... What, would you, what would you do if you woke up in my body? I would be stoked. Yeah. John's, John's at least a whole foot taller than me. At so least I, probably a foot and three inches. Probably a foot and three inches. If I, I, if I, I would count. I would probably just go out in the world and just like ride the subway and hold the top bar, <laughs> you know, without struggling. Go to the go to the grocery store and see what's really up there on the top shelf. Just, just what is reaching, up there on the top shelf? Reaching for everything. Yeah, and then I try to pee standing up. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> no, I mean it's like it's like an interesting concept. It's like tried and tried again um done so many times too but like yeah this one was unique and i think you like nailed it that they they so the main thing is that they fall asleep and it's almost like there's a teacher explaining that like twilight is like the crossing over of two worlds so i was thinking that that was going to be like oh she's the day he's the night or something yeah um and they they would they only have this like crossover moment in twilight 
But when one of them falls asleep, or when they both fall asleep, I guess, that's when the switch happens. Yeah. But then they switch back. It's like random. Right. It's like every other day or sometimes a couple days pass. But they have to like start keeping logs for each other. And they, they just like make it work, living each other's lives yeah. this way. Until... All right, y'all. Spoilers. This We're getting the, into spoilers. This is, the, this is the hard spoiler alert. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie, I absolutely recommend it. I would say please don't listen beyond this because I didn't see the spoiler and I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't either. Because it was a purely enjoying thing to just experience because without knowing what's going to happen. The, the big the big thing is there. something happens that is kind of core to the way the second half of the movie plays out yeah um and we're gonna talk about it right now <laughs> yeah but yeah before before we go into it yeah just go watch it mm. it's worth i would say you know we both recommend both recommended i i think this will probably be at the top of our list top of my list for every anything we've seen this year for sure but so, yeah turns out they they're all good until one day mitsua goes to this festival and there's this like comet that we see at the beginning of the movie the comet splits off into two nobody knew it was going to happen and mitsua disappears yeah suddenly taki is alone never switches with her again yeah for like months right and is he kind of can't remember he 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 uh he can only really his memory is spotty. He can remember like what he's seen. So he starts like drawing mm-hmm. out a lot of like the landscape because so he lives in Tokyo and she lives in like a super like tiny village somewhere. Super rural. Yeah, right. super rural area. So he like sketches out, you know, what it looks like. <laughs> he's an architecture. From, yeah. Uh, person, student. Yeah. So he can draw these like perfectly rendered drawings of the, the places that he's seen. Right. <laughs> It's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's convenient. Well, it's a a funny twist because like, you know, she like sews like the cute thing for like the the coworker's skirt. And then like, he's in like our class drawing like a really detailed and and her friend's like, what? Mm. Um, but yeah, so he, uh, he tries, he, so he sketches out, uh, you know, this whole thing, uh, goes out to like where her town is. It's a hard time kind of piecing together. Eventually, like, these two, like, owners of a diner tell him, like, where it is. Yeah, because he's only, like, seen it. He doesn't know where she lives. Yeah. And uh, they drive out to it, and it's a fucking crater. It's a lake. It's a lake. The, the town of whatever it was called is gone. Yeah. And the meteor from the beginning of the movie destroyed it whole town years earlier dead dead everyone dead died they go to the library to look to read on it research the town all the names everyone everyone taki was talking to (laughs) was dead including mitsua yep mitsua yep and um this is earth shattering (laughs) Turns out that the timelines did not match up. Yeah. And that he was taking her body over three years previously. Yeah. So this is when, this is where it gets a little confusing if you, but it's kind of the type of thing that you do just need to like go along with it. (laughs) Yeah. Because the whole, so this is what I think. Mitsua, like her whole village is known for making these cords out of thread and there's this like line in the movie about time being a thread and then there's all these like infinity signs in the movie too like when the two craters connect it kind of makes an eight sign like an eight so i think there's a lot to do with like time is time is more flexible than you think it is yeah and that's sort of the woo woo that's like that's like the hard concept to to grapple. All right. The concept of time being Imagine, elusive. All right, draw here's what I want you to do at home. So pull out your, pull out why your do crayons. people why do people like anime notebook? 
right. <laughs> and draw one timeline on top and then one timeline on the bottom okay now mark so like you have uh three years you have like the year let's say 2021 the year the, the, year the uh the comet hit we oh, have, I'm sorry. Let's we say, let's say you have the year 2021 on your top timeline and the year 2018 on your bottom timeline. Now, imagine March 1, uh, 2018, March 1, 2021, and just draw a line. Draw a line. <laughs> connected. And connect, connect each line to each day or whatever. Mm. Or maybe it's not the same month or day, but, you know. Connected. It's, like time is, uh, like they experience like, you know, one day to the next on the same level it's just the the spot at which they're experiencing it is mm-hmm. just not not dated not like happening at the same time yeah the sun sets the sun rises that's all like good good and fine but they're three years apart from each other so there's all this stuff that happens for instance taki going to the town three years after the meteor strikes trying to find mitsua and realizing that everyone's dead yep and realizing that he's got to do something about it but then like the other half of the coin is like there's a scene where mitsua is trying to find taki but it's three years prior to taki having these dreams of her life yeah and she finds him and he doesn't know who she is and that's the beginning scene from the movie. Yeah, that is the that very first scene. Replays, in the movie. <laughs> replays at the end, where she gives him her hair ribbon. Yeah. And tr- and tells and the whole thing is like, what is your name? What is your like? That's why it's called your name. Yeah. Because they're constantly trying to align <laughs> their timelines with each other. Yeah. And forgetting what, like, he has this ribbon, but he can't remember the girl's name or, you know, whatever. Right. It's a running theme. Running theme. But they're, the the big sci-fi part of the movie is that Taki goes back to the shrine that he went to with Mitsuo's grandma and her little sister. And there's this magical, mystical shrine where half of mitsua is in the form of sake yeah this is the part where you just have to go with it i guess he drinks the sake he has a dream sequence bumps his head really hard he bumps his head and he he experiences all of mitsua's life and which I'm is sh- what you were talking about earlier yeah i'm sure there's some dickhead reading where it's like none of this happens he just hit his head really hard it was all a dream it was all a dream he just Actually, he died in that cave. <laughs> um, actually, it was he all split his skull open. No one would survive a fall like that in the <laughs> cave. Of course, he's dead. This is all just a hallucination. Hypothermia would near, set in instantly in that type of experience. Um, so he uh, has a he has a vision. Yeah, he has a vision. It looks fucking psychedelic, tripped out. It's like so, a Takashi it's Murakami cool... uh, color palette. Yeah, totally. And he sees, uh, he sees all of Mitsuwa. Mitsuwa's, Mitsuwa's life up until that point, you know, like as a, cause you never see your mom and you start, you find out what happens and mm. the kind of distance between her and her dad and shit and why like grandma's kind of taking care of him all. Replays her whole life up until, up yeah. into the day before the comet hits. Yep. Where he wakes up in her body again. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh shit. Now, yeah. And then, and then he realizes like i gotta evacuate the town yeah which is kind of like not a definitely like this is like definitely not an american movie <laughs> this is not like save yourself save your family oh yeah, yeah your yeah, friends the, and your family the american movie would just be like getting your friends out and not worrying about anything else and then maybe like driving back to like do elastic effort and dying trying to trying to convince yourself. everyone not being able to do so and then just being like all right i guess i gotta get myself out but no, the instant the instant reaction is like we need to get everybody in these districts that are going to be hit by the comet. Yeah. Out, like we have to at least try, even though we're high schoolers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's great. the The friends go along with it. Mm-hmm. But then, like simultaneously, as as they're trying to like save the town with her friends, she's also like being called back to the shrine, the underworld area. 
by Taki, who's like still there. <laughs> yeah. They finally, they finally get to see each other. Yeah, she, uh, she decides to go up to, yeah, to go to the shrine. Um, and then when Twilight hits and they're right next to each other, they finally can see and touch each other. Yeah. But this, and this is what I was talking about. It's like moments, like this is like a big heavy moment. And she's like, you touched my boobs. Yeah. That's like the first thing she <laughs> she's said. Like, she's yeah. like, why were you messing with my life? Why did you touch my boobs? And he's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah. They're like still teenagers. They're like, uh, uh, uh. That's great. It's like, it's, it's like perfect. It's not. It's not like overly romancy because like it's mm. not totally there yet. It's not like we don't have much time. Like I yeah. need to confess all my feelings for you. They're like, what do we say? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm unprepared. <laughs> but they and keep, it's great. It's yeah. It's it's like uh, it it all kind of builds this moment and it feels like very uh, really kind of worth it. Mm. Um, mm hmm. But the, the movie doesn't end there because uh, no, no, she still has to evacuate the town, and they keep telling each other like, you know, don't don't ever forget uh, my name or whatever, or like yeah. And so like, uh, Taki writes his name on her hand on her hand, and then she starts to write his, and like her the music's name. like swelling and like picking up, and like she like writes on his hand, and then like it, it immediately like cuts off. Yeah. And like Twilight's over. Yeah. And she just like wrote like a line on his hand. Yeah. And then she came. And, and he gave her back her. Her ribbon. Head ribbon thing. Yeah. Her hair ribbon. Which I believe is like why after this happens, they both like lose all memory mm. of what's just happened. Yeah. Of, or of the other person. And they're back in their original bodies. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think of the the hair, the ribbon being like a conduit for that, but because this is, I was kind of like alluding to it with trying to explain the time thing earlier, but like her culture or the history of the town is like ingrained in making these like thread cords. Like everything is like connected by these like cords, and I think they even imply that grandma was having dreams about like other people from the past too yeah. or future or whatever um, or when she was younger she was going through the same thing that yeah almost like there's this phenomenon that like happens with these these women that um braid the cords because yeah. they show her doing this like cord ceremony where she's like braiding the thing so she, so her giving this this guy a piece of her cord i guess her like something that's like very literally like we are now connected it looked like lanyards yeah yeah like <laughs> like summer, camp, summer camp like braiding the lanyards very much like that the symbolism is like big time because like when he's on his fucking acid trip mm. the uh the cord becomes like an umbilical cord totally and it gets it gets cut off and it's like ooh. it's all about life and connectivity and like uh, like imagine whatever okay like when i'm like in yoga and stuff they're always like imagine a string like from the crown of your head like to the universe like being connected like this way yeah like i think it's it becomes like a very like i think it can be spiritual if you want it to be that's all i'm trying to the say. movie is yeah yeah i think the movie is spiritual and adjacent but i would also say here comes <laughs> i would also say it's just a story about uh finding love mm. finding your missing piece because at the end of the movie we drive the theme home the comet does hit part of me was like i wonder if the comet's still gonna hit because they've like altered the timeline or something <laughs> yeah so the comet hits the town it is unclear whether or not everything went to plan <laughs> and everyone was saved and then we're flash forward like five years. Well, before all that, oh, when sorry. she's uh, she's trying to sort of put together like the last steps of uh, mm. you know, getting getting everyone to the uh, school shelter and everything. Uh, she trips while running down the hill. Can't, oh, can't, right. Can't remember Taki's <laughs> name, and then sees what he he wrote in her hand, and he wrote, "I love you." And we both fucking lost it. <laughs> We weren't ready for that. It was, whew. it was heavy. Yeah. And she she cries and 
She's like stupid, like Baka. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how am I, I supposed, how to, remember supposed you? to remember your name with that? Yeah, but it's still like very touching because he'd go through this like he didn't have to do this. He he goes through this whole crazy thing to to try to bring her back, basically. Yeah, because she dies and he he found her basically and gave her the opportunity through this like magic to fix things yeah and then it jumps and then it jumps forward the comet strikes and suddenly Taki's like five years in the future and he can't remember well he's eight years in the future eight years in the future from the comet so five years from the starting point in the movie right in his timeline rather right right and he's he's searching for something but he doesn't know what he just feels like something a part of him is missing and this is where it's like this could just be a love story because like we're all just searching for something we're all just searching for like that is very much could be the thing like not knowing who you're looking for or he says like i don't know if i'm looking for a person or a place or just a job (laughs) yeah and i was like damn (laughs) i get it (laughs) yeah it was uh it was nice he was a very like like what are you looking for in life type of question. Yeah. And he keeps like having this feeling like he sees he keeps seeing this like girl with a ribbon in her hair like in passing. But he's just in this like internal monologue for a while. And I was like I was like, "Ooh, this this movie better not." <laughs> This yeah, because this movie better not end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> like the last sequence of the movie is is uh, well, yeah. So we see that uh, oh, she... we see her friends are alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they pass each other on the snowy, uh, mm. snowy uh, mm. overpass, and then they keep passing each other. Yeah. Then and then and then they pan to like a, a music sequence similar to one of the ones earlier, where it's like he's waking up, and then we see that she is indeed still alive yeah she's like waking up and so like they're they're sort of all these like scenes of them passing each other and it's like what the fuck are you gonna do it or not like are you gonna are you gonna actually have a meet again or yeah and then and then they did like the perfect thing like two trains like and they make eye contact like through the window on two trains where they're like <laughs> yeah they, they make this intense eye contact with each other in real and then like try to find each other and they do yeah, they uh well they, they do. They they walk past each other on a stairway, they almost walk away, and then he turns around and he's like, I think I know you from somewhere. Yeah. Something to that extent. And she turns around and she's like crying. Yeah. And she's like, I know you too, and then uh And then and then the movie ends and, and we cried. <laughs> the movie the movie ends with them asking each other what their name is. Yeah, oh it's so good. It's very poetic. And it's just like I I know that sometimes a movie like a movie doesn't have to have a happy ending to be good, but this movie did. <laughs> it had to. <laughs> this movie had to have them them connecting with each other. Fitching. Like after all of that. Yeah. After all of that. Yeah, but I I think it could just it could just be like a big metaphor for love. Oh, definitely. And I I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love real anime yeah. love, and I love I, I I love the the time stuff that like we're all connected despite time, and I like that too. Do you remember that 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 shitty movie, The Lake House, with uh, yes. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock? Yes, this is like this is like the the correct version of that. It was like Freaky Friday, and then it was The Lake House. <laughs> yeah, Freaky Friday, The Lake House, Eternal Sunshine, Ugh. in like a blender, and then only the good. Good and then parts. only the good parts. Yeah, animated. <laughs> that's the thing about that's the thing about storytelling. You know, you can you can you can pick any trope or sort of uh, you know, um, I don't know, kind of given like story mechanism or whatever. And as long as you kind of as long as you do your own version or twist on it, you know, you can do whatever you want, really. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that I, I kept thinking about the lake house where like you know they're. Sandra Bullock and uh, Keanu are like talking to each other um, <laughs> via mail in this lake house, but mm. then we come to find out that it's like five years apart. Yeah, 
and and uh but you know this movie does a little better yeah i think i think he like saves her from a car cra- car crash in in that mm-hmm, movie mm-hmm. god keanu had some pretty you know it was it was uh you had to really kind of stand behind keanu in the 2000s right she was in some bad movies and <laughs> you know listen i i i don't know if i've ever talked about it on this program but i'm i'm pretty i'm like kind of i'm I have like a chip on my shoulder as like a lifetime Keanu Reeves fan with like all the Keanu mania from mm. like John Wick 3 and like I feel like everyone's like oh Keanu Reeves is the, is the you're all posers yeah I'm like you you fucking ass like you you po- weren't there for like you motherfuckers <laughs> you, were, you weren't there for Scanner Darkly or right. or fucking Man of Tai Chi or Last Man on Earth mm. or uh whatever the fuck that movie is right. um fucking mr nobody you're a diehard that's no that's the uh it's the jared leto movie he's in he's in some bad movie called mr something but yeah it was like he was he was in so many bad movies in the 2000s and then like everyone everyone's pretending like they weren't saying he's like the worst actor of all time in high school oh he just plays like the same character in every movie he plays himself i had to fucking justify why he was great and then you know people realize it with the john wick movies and i was like oh now he's laughing man remember when you thought that john john wick was a trilogy <laughs> god for a long time yeah. we all did i remember showing everyone the first john wick movie and being like no really it's good it was good and then the second one came out and then people like realized and then the third one turned out not to be the the end of the trilogy <laughs> yeah but um this movie is a lot like say? john wick no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, Why are we talking about counter reefs? Oh, um, the lake house. Lake house. Oh, but you were talking about like you can take you can take the good stuff from the movies. Yeah, like I, that I you think, like. I think you can you can take any kind of plot structure or you know you can. I think I think you can rip some you can rip whatever you want off and just kind of make it your own thing. Yeah, and I'm gonna add on to that by saying like even though something might be corny, like them you know <laughs> before sunsetting it or whatever yeah before sunrise <laughs> them meeting in this serendipitous way um like being very corny in an overplayed romance thing but doesn't matter still got me still want it you <laughs> it s- still worked <laughs> it still worked like that's the thing it's like i think it's only corny if it feels forced or like it doesn't feel earned like if you're watching like a romance mm. movie and you like don't like the leads or something, mm-hmm. then it feels corny or shitty. Like that that fucking Christmas movie we watched. <laughs> if they if they didn't work for it, you, they don't deserve the happy. You know what ending. I mean? Like that that was not an earned romantic ending. He saved the town. He deserved the girl. Come on. <laughs> yeah. He saved the whole village of people. Yeah, like I mean, it's, it's a miracle. They they uh they they did everything that they have the capabilities to as teenagers to meet each other and see each other and prevent her from dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And, and you genuinely felt, felt like these characters cared about each other. So very touching, you know, to have them have like the, the final like meet cute or whatever it's, you know, and I'm glad that this was a heartwarming movie rather than like an, Oh God, she's dead. Like, crushing can't change the past sadness movie yeah because it could have i was so worried that it was going to like hurt me (laughs) like i'm i'm much happier that this was a happy ending romance story (laughs) yeah because i was i was definitely invested with the character so when she died in the middle of it i was like (laughs) when she looking for alaska did in the middle (laughs) that that was uh (laughs) yeah that was hard yeah, sp- speaking, I wasn't ready. Speaking of looking for Alaska, apparently there's a live action American version. It's not good. Being made of uh I've already heard it's not good. Oh, I was going to say of of this movie. Oh, but, of this movie. I thought you were going to talk about looking for well, Alaska. Well, yeah, there is a l- live action looking for Alaska. The only the reason that that reminded me of this is because I suggested that in order to make the worst possible adaptation American remake. You got to have Ansel Elgort as the male lead. Or Timothy Chalamet. Or Timothy Chalamet. And then have like uh, Arya Stark as the girl or uh, Zendaya. 
Just, just two, just two popping actors right now. Just two American gals. Just two fucking God. <laughs> I would. <sighs> I'd watch it. <laughs> has there has there been a good American anime movie? Um, no, <laughs> not to my Battle knowledge. Angel Alita. Yeah, but how was that like? Really not anime. It was a Wasn't manga. Wasn't it animated? 3D. Well. Or was it half real? Was it, was, it just super CGI? It was like half real and then like mega CGI. Yeah, I don't know. That was like the most brutal PG-13 movie ever. Mm. And I will also... I mean, I don't I don't usually reveal this opinion of mine, but I thought that the Scarlett Johansson Ghost in the Shell was pretty okay. Uh-oh! Wee-woo, pretty good. Wee-woo. Y'all say it was good. You're canceled. I'm canceled. I thought it was fine too, I'm but su- I'm supporting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was fine, but I do feel like I know why they cast her in that, and it. I do think they kind of made a good movie, and it was overshadowed the fact that they messed up the casting on it. Well, her. I mean, her being like a white woman was sort of like kind of a like a, a plot point. Yeah, it was like a, it was like kind of like a major point and sort of. You know, and, and you know, you can argue that like you could have could have made the same point with another Asian actor or whatever, but I don't know. Mm, it wasn't the whole thing like, well, I, no, what? No, we're not going to talk about this on this episode movie. because if you want us to talk about Ghosts in the Shell, then leave us a five star review on I like, iTunes. I like how we just like spoiled the fucking Ghost in the Shell live action. Well, we spoiled so many movies in this episode. Yeah, Lake House. <laughs> I mean, I <I'm, laughs> I'm just I'm looking just like, for Alaska. I'm just, like, I'm just like imagining someone out there like who's been like, man, I'll, I'll watch Lake House one of these one of these days, and then like they listen to this and they're like, fuck, fuck, <laughs> god damn you, John. I I am canceling you for saying canceling. that thing about <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> canceling you for liking something for having that opinion. Yeah, how dare you? Yeah, um, I like Scarlett Johansson. I think she's a good actress. We got to say one last thing about this movie. Yes, she's a good actress. Uh, the music. The music was rocked. Bomb. The music was. Uh, there were like these interlude points, but they were like so intense, like rock music, but like not not cheesy bad rock music. It was like emo. It was like it was emo. Like, it was like American football, like but amplified. Yes. Which was like kind of like the perfect, uh, perfect kind of. Me- it was like, like truly like the best guitar music I've heard in a movie, like made for a movie specifically. Totally. Usually it's like kind of corny or just like whatever, but like it's it fucking. I guess it's like a band called Radwimps, and they do like a bunch of. Maybe they they work with like the director, the the writer of this, and they have like a bunch of stuff. But like, hmm. I like I I looked at their uh, their Spotify, and they have like like 2.7 million monthly listeners oh they're like a band yeah and so but like, it didn't feel like they just like took a song and like slapped it on no it, it yeah it felt like they really wrote it for the movie i mean they did the whole they did the whole soundtrack so and it was only really used in these like montage moments which i liked yeah and that, and that that's what made it f- feel very anime to me where it was like <laughs> they all felt like um like like it was like the, the intro to a show right <laughs> yeah. you know yeah, this could have easily been like three hour long episodes yeah. or something because they were like perfectly placed yeah. <laughs> song montage moments. Which is, uh, I don't know, like, I, I yeah. Let's see you fucking do it, Miyazaki, you. We're looking rat. at you, you rat <laughs> bastard. No. <laughs> no. I will, it's, I will say that, like, uh, if I hadn't picked this, I probably would have picked um, Graves of Fireflies. Graveyard, yeah. Graveyard of Fireflies. The non-Miyazaki uh, Ghibli. That one's also really Ghibli. high on lists for some reason. It's good. Uh, and definitely going to happen. Definitely going to happen at some I think. point. Really? Pretty sure in, I've in seen context? it. In what context? I just watch it on TV. On TV? Yeah. Interesting. What channel? It was on HBO, <laughs> like a like it was like a while ago. It was like mm. HBO or like I don't know, maybe like some random channel had it. Did you have a bedtime as a kid? Um, <laughs> vaguely, so like at a, at to a point. Yeah, I think after a certain point, I kind of just stay up whenever. Mm. 
Actually, I can just imagine you like as a kid with this like TV in your room. Just, oh yeah, like, I watching could. TV. Yeah, as so. long as I was in my room, they didn't really care and not making mm-hmm. like a racket. Mm-hmm. My mom did come in. The only time like my mom yelled at me for staying up was when I like woke her up because I was I was uh I got Guitar Hero three, <laughs> and I I knew I had to keep playing to get to the uh, the level with uh, Disturbed and uh. Slipknot. <laughs> And so, and then like when, when I, when I got to Strick and I was playing it really loud and like, she was like, you have to stop. Like I, wasn't. <laughs> I was not allowed to have a TV in my room. I think, uh, I think that definitely set the course for, you. Set the, yeah, it just tilted me. Stiltation. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it set the course for a lot of shit. Um, my mom thought it was going to turn our brains into mush. Turn my brain into mush. <laughs> I'm like a. I'm like incapable of having any kind of like normal conversation. She was like, the bedroom is for sleeping that was, and homework. <laughs> that was the first time I saw Nowhere. I was like, mm. I think I was like, I had like the flu or something. And I was like listening to like a bunch of glass jaw. And like, I was like flipping channels. And then like the, the scene where like he, the, the kid wakes up and there's all the words on the, on like his bedroom wall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. W- w- like watching that while listening to uh, when one eight becomes two zeros. <laughs> Like, just, like, this tripped-out music, and then, like... You're, like, you have, like, a full-on head cold. <laughs> yeah. The, the clo- that, that's not the course. <laughs> the, the closest thing 17-year-old me came to getting high, just being really sick. Yeah. I've recently... High off Dimatap. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Poor John. Yeah. Recently, I've discovered that my sort of, like, roots lie in the Black Eyed Peas for some reason. Big time. Those that those two elephant and monkey business. Also, two animals. What mm. was that all about? <laughs> yeah. Those two CDs were one of the like first CDs that I picked out for myself. Yeah, and then they uh, they lost it all when they went to the computer album, with the Green Face. I just I think uh, CDs were out of style by then, so I was. Then I switched to the iPod. The iPod. They were a big CD band. Yeah, no, those CDs were great. Yeah. Like I, I had My one of those like, uh, and I think I discovered them from the Now That's What I Call Music compilations. Hmm. Do you remember those? Yeah, I do. I had a couple of those, and I'm pretty sure I probably heard a Black Eyed Peas song on one of those. Probably like twelve. <laughs> no, that's what I call music. Twelve or fifteen. Yeah. And um. I was like, Mom, can I get this CD? And she was like, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm having this memory of her being like, yeah, I, I like I like this music, but I don't like that song. I don't like that one song. <laughs> Let's get... I, I, no, I think she was talking about my humps. <laughs> oh. My mom and I, uh, every Saturday morning for a while, we would, like, VH1 did, like, a... Like a top 20 music videos of the week mm. um and so we would always like watch that like from front to back it was like kind of like a like a regular thing and so like i i think i remember all like the black eyed peas videos coming through that oh yeah <laughs> yeah those videos were great um they were wild that was a, such a time why do people like your name julie uh it's a good name i'm you know popular common irish name um Easy to say. Hello, Julie. <laughs> Crikey, Julie. <laughs> Why do you think people like your name? Biblical. Uh, First and foremost, biblical. I don't think anyone likes my name. What What are you talking about? <laughs> no, one, no one likes my name. No one what about fucking, your name? <laughs> no one likes my... I mean, my name is John Hill, which is like the most... Uh, it feels like a like a like an alias, like a not yeah. real name. Hi, my name is Mark Realman. <laughs> Saul Goodman. Uh, but yeah, why do you think people like the anime? What's the name? Titled? What's what's the name that they use for like unidentified? John Doe. John Doe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why do people like the anime titled Your Name, comma Julie? Question I mark. I think it's a an original story. That feels timeless. Boom. Done. Boom. Answered the question. It's all. It's all. I And I think we hit it. It's like the characters are so perfect 
they make you feel like invested in their their connection and their yeah. story. I love the sort of like wacky time stuff. I like the way we didn't really talk about it, but I like the way the story is told in that you're not really sure. Like you have to like use your your big brain to to connect the dots a little bit. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's not told one, two, three, four. You can't just play Pokemon on your DS the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like it made me feel like I was really like connecting the dots, like yeah. solving the mystery. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we cried because it was just so heartfelt. So I didn't cry. Heartwarming. Yeah, I mean, like, what else can you say? Made me real emotional. Let the record show. I did not cry. John cried twice. Hundred oh, percent. Why do people like your name, John? Um, it's a very emotional story. <laughs> How I was named John. Not emotional enough for me, though. <laughs> Not, no, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I def, I cried. Uh, there, I said it. I cried at the film. I'm. Uh, that's what I'm saying. We laughed. We cried. We were invested. Fell in love. We fell in love. It's all you need. It was dramatic. Yep. There was the fear was put in us. Real fear, real, st- real stakes. Yeah, there were real stakes. Real, uh, it's just fucking. It's just good. It's just good storytelling. It was a perfect box of of good. It's good storytelling that I think it's I don't. Also beautiful. I don't want to see it divorced from an anime. I want to. I just. This exists fuck perfectly, off, America. This exists perfectly Paramount as pictures. it is. Kiss my ass. They're gonna. They're definitely gonna get Ansel Elgort in the fucking main character, probably. Really? I mean, I'm. I'm sure it's gonna be some fucking doofy white kid like that i hope not they can't it's good it's gonna feel like the fault in our in stars 2021 movie. yeah you gotta you gotta have it a little more diverse i i think he's gotta at least be like filipino or something god i think it's gonna it's gonna have the same vibe as like the fault in our stars movie damn you hated that movie right i you were disappointed probably watched it on a plane i much preferred the book yeah, that was like that was also your last like John Green book too. Yeah, it was like I fell off after that. Uh, fun fact about me: I grew up on YouTube and I watched the Vlog Brothers before they were the Vlog Empire that they became. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Looking for Alaska and all of those early John Green books definitely uh, existed on my shelf because I was a high schooler. In Virginia. <laughs> Do we still have those I was books? A high school girl. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, all of these adaptations of his of his work in the movies did kind of like kill it for me. Not on top of the fact that their their thing became very corporate and educational mm. and intense. And uh, give that less, dollar less about just like a human connection. The almighty dollar. Like the OG videos were the VidCon or whatever. Yeah. They literally started VidCon, which is crazy because when you think of VidCon now, it's like it's like Trevor, like it's like a money making scheme. The the TikTok kid, it all feels like a big scam. YouTube. I mean, it's just it's just really hard right now. It's like a funnel. It's uh, like it's like a dickhead, it's like a job now. A dickhead kid jumping in, and being like, "What's up, you guys? Today we're gonna spin this wacky wheel, and we're gonna figure out." <laughs> who in our employee we're going to torture <laughs> are we going to torture our gardener our maid our chef that's all in the cloud or house. my mom or my mom today today we're going to spin the wheel i'm either going to give my mom ten thousand dollars or call her and tell her i have herpes it's like what <laughs> like why uh, this is not what i want <laughs> yeah i just want trisha paytas crying on the bathroom floor all right not well, actually but thank you guys um <laughs> Tune in next week. Okay, we got to wrap it up. Actually, we're, it looks like we're hitting time. <laughs> I, I think we, I think it would be really fun if we started like a drama podcast. No, 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 no. Or like a drama YouTube channel. I don't want beef. I can't handle the beef. <laughs> and just like see how long it would take for us to like get any amount of views, just on like baseless like, man, H three H three is a fucking loser. He needs to just the whole the whole video content just being stuff like that, not substantiated in anything, but just like there's just like so many channels that do that already, and it's 
Yeah. It's boring and lame. I gotta, I gotta, get, a, I gotta get a big Keemstar poster for the... Uh, <laughs> for the... Okay, we gotta wrap it up, actually. Right. We're hitting time. And, uh, yeah, definitely watch your name. Uh, next week, we're gonna watch a series. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna cram it in. Good luck. All right. Drive safe. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Please follow Why Do People Like Anime at Instagram. <laughs> Why do we always start in at the end? Please, please email us. Why Do People Like Anime at gmail.com for what, all what recommendations. What is this voice? Uh, what is this voice? Best fucking movie I've seen all year. Follow us on Instagram. Why Do People Like Anime? You gotta listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> you gotta fucking listen to this fucking podcast. All right, <laughs> Bye.